right, I'll I'll jump in. I had two ideas I was working on, and I spent like probably twenty minutes working on the first one before I actually decided to Google and find out that it was already a movie. So like, I was just reading um, basically the story of Bernie Madoff. That yes. I was like, this is very interesting. You know, I all I know is like he had a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way in, like the, I keep saying that because like the podcast I listen to, they say that's the way into the story. I don't even know what that means, but um, <laughs> but the way into it, yeah, for me you know, you was know, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. so that kid, no that guy that plays Landry from Friday Night Lights. Yes, I was thinking like Texas Forever. Texas Forever. What if he was a a like top notch corporate spy? So it's in like basically it's set in the world of corporate espionage and his job is to go in for like big tech companies and spy on other tech companies. Um so he has a he has a company that offers like services one of them being spying and one of them being like just testing if your security is good because that's a thing people do they'll just be like nobody knows we're doing this but we're hacking our own company to see, you know. So He's like the main character and he gets invited into the world of basically like Bernie Madoff's company. And he finds out very quickly that this is a massive like 30 year Ponzi scheme. That So I started going down the rabbit hole and then I was like, oh, maybe I should just do the story of Bernie Madoff. And I, like I started writing down all these notes and I was like, oh, this is like Robert Nero like made this movie. So it's called, I forget what it's called. Um, really? I didn't uh, watch we're, it. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. um, Weekend at Bernie Madoff. So I think it's just called Madoff. Wasn't it like It's called HBO The movie? Wizard of Lies. Yeah. Never even heard of it. So, uh, yeah, I didn't watch it, but I just think that's like an <clears throat> awesome character. He, apparently he like in sort of like invented the NASDAQ or something. Like he had something to do with, ha- you know, at one point, his company was doing like nine percent of the trading on Wall Street because he was. I think he was early on in like automated trading or something like that. You know, like he would he built like computer systems that would just like move a shitload of money. Um, so I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna write corporate espionage. It's not much. It's Based just I like that world. And maybe this is like five years down the line. I'll figure out what it actually is. <laughs> put that as put that as a note. Yeah, five five year five year plan. <laughs> it's a five remind point me. five year plan. Five years hey, from now. Siri, remind <laughs> me in five years. Hey Siri, remind Brendan in five ask years. Ask that guy, Landry from Friday Night Lights. Um, if he wants to be in a, a <laughs> movie he has about any good ideas, <laughs> <laughs> um, about a Bernie Madoff movie. Um, so that was the first one. So the second one was I um uh I only have two. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, again, I know we want to do something. We we talked about this one a while ago. We wanted to do something based on Edgar Allan Poe. Um so this one we I got this this email like from Stage 32, one of those screenwriting communities that says like it, it was like Netflix is looking for adventure family movies. Yes. Um so we just watched Hocus Pocus with the kids for the first time. They like loved it. Um, you know, they're they're singing I put a spell on you and stuff. Benson loves uh Jack Skellington too. So like but that's you know, we there's Frank and Weenie, there's those two, but before you reach kind of like the horror level, there's not like an insane amount of family Halloween kind of like classics. I don't know, I'm not saying this movie would be a classic, but I was like that's that's where I want to write for family adventure Halloween um so the basic idea would be um 
it, it would be called the Telltale Heart. Um, I think the Telltale Heart story by Edgar Allan Poe was like something like somebody buried a heart in like someone someone was mm-hmm. murdered yeah. and they um, there buried was a killer him under the floorboards. Right, buried him and under the, the floorboards. End up coming and then he has to like talk to them and then he hears the beating of like the heart and it like freaks him out. So basically, um, again, I don't know if this is exactly how we would how we would attack it, but it's like I was just trying to come up with a, a, a modern story around the Telltale Heart. So um, there would be there's this girl named Abilene who lives in modern day Baltimore. Her parents like just get a divorce, so she's moving into this new house with her mom, and um, she has a best friend named Carlos. There's like a little bit of setup at school you see I don't even know what it is they just need to do something they need to something they have to do at school <laughs> it's very vague um, and Aveline hears you know one one evening hears this thumping in the floor and she she pulls the floorboards up and she finds this box with a key um, and it has so it's it's a little bit like um, National Treasury okay. <laughs> you know okay. like there's like, like a lot of stuff to do um, so she she de- decodes this cipher. Uh, I should add, she's a writer. She wants to be a writer. Like, uh, and I think she's like sixth or seventh grade, basically. Um, so she brings the box to where Edgar Allan Poe is buried, and she follows the instructions. Like, there's this like magical key thing or something in his grave or whatever, and basically some magicry happens, and she resurrects Edgar Allan Poe, who I was thinking is like Walter Goggins. Okay. And he's like immediately like really busy. Like he's like, what what year is it? Okay, we've got to we've got to move quickly. Um, and obviously, her and Carlos are like, what is happening? So, um, I'll try to zoom through it a little bit more. But yeah. ultimately, he finds he he needs their help to find this book that is um, his life's work that nobody knew about, and it's called Poeta. So, when they find the book he basically explains to them, he's like, do you guys believe in alternate realities? Um, and he says, well, let me show you. So basically it's kind of like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So he brings them to this place called Poeta, which is modern-day Baltimore, but it's like steampunk. And there's like a, where you see where you would see Domino Sugar across the harbor is like this castle. And, okay. you know, so it's basically set in the harbor, but it's, it's uh, this like the it's narnia basically but like a an edgar Allan poe kind of like dark narnia um so the what they what they come to realize sort of early on is edgar Allan poe needs to defeat the queen of poeta who he wrote into existence she's the raven queen um the raven queen um so you you learn this backstory somewhere along the way. I'll, I'll butcher what it is, but it's basically like he wrote all of his pains and sorrows from his life, his mother, um, the love that he had that he lost, all of these things he wrote into this character, the Raven Queen. And he wrote this world into existence that he started going to in his mind, and eventually the world, he was like, because he was dark and stuff, like he was using old books and he was writing like incantations and magical stuff into his writings and suddenly this world was real and the Raven Queen was real and she started ruling over this land and he would go there and he was like he fell they fell in love with each other and eventually she you know her intentions became a little darker and she was like we're gonna make we're gonna bring Poeta to the world 
the we should you know we should be your only reality and so she there was like this prophecy she made and the prophecy was like in 200 years it's this is hocus pocus <laughs> like in 200 years the gate will open and i will unleash poeta upon your world and you can live forever then we can be together so poe is going to stop her um and that's why he set up his he, he like buried his heart and all this stuff so um we then we meet the queen when they first get to poeta and edgar Allan poe turns and he's basically like thank you for getting me here um you guys are screwed now because i'm going to the castle it's impenetrable and he but he kind of gives them like some little breadcrumbs earlier so they have to go on an adventure i feel like i'm dragging this out a little bit but um no. <clears throat> so poe goes to the castle he disappears but now um abelene and carlos are stranded in poeta so they have to go through these trials basically like labyrinth there's mm -hmm. there they have to go to the cask of amontillado uh pub and they have to like defeat the bartender in in some like word game and their ultimate goal is to get to find the black cat um which i think is one of uh poe's shorts that we it were is. like had been reading mm -hmm. um so they need to find their way to the black cat because the black cat holds the secret and the key to the back of the castle like basically the castle you can't get into <clears throat> um so they go through this series of trials that are all tied to different poe short stories they have to go through like this, you know, fiery swamp and they have to do, you know, like kind of the standard like adventure fair. Um, so they finally get to the castle and they're captured. And then um, I should have planted this earlier, but there is the book of Poeta is is guarded um, at the queen's right hand. Like it sits on a pedestal and it's in the thing. So their goal is to capture the book of Poeta and write a new future. That's what Poe tells her needs to happen. And Poe, again, this is a little bit earlier. I missed a bunch of plants, but um, because Poe is technically dead, he can't write the future. So he has to have Abilene write for him. She becomes his scribe. <clears throat> okay. So as she writes things for Poe, things will change in the world. Things will happen based on what she writes. Um, so they, uh, they get there, they're captured, and then Poe changes sides again. And, ca and gives them the book. But whatever happens, basically it's too late and the gates open and the world is uh, flooded with the creatures and, and stuff of Poeta. So they've basically like lost. Um, so ultimately, I have kind of the rest of it jotted down in, in basic form, but it's like exactly as you'd expect it. Uh, they, <laughs> um, I think maybe Poe gets like destroyed. They, they can't get his help anymore. Um, she realizes sort of the power is in her and she writes, she starts writing um, her own, she starts writing her own book, her own universe that's like also a sci-fi, but it's like her version and it's like, you know, her and Carlos, maybe they have like robot suits or some shit. I don't know what it is, but like it's it's a sci-fi, you know, because he was like the the father of modern sci-fi. Um, as far as like I've read, like he had, he was kind of the first science fiction writer, they say or at least early. Um, so she starts writing modern science fiction to fight uh, the queen. Um, ultimately, some large battle happens. She writes a new future. She defeats the queen. Um, and she figures out how to close the gates. And Poe comes back and basically is like, 
you know, they defeat the queen and, and when they strip away the queen's power or whatever, she's just like a a lady, you know, she's like a, and Poe is like, this is the love of my life. Thank you for, for what you've done. I'm going to stay here now. I, I live in Poeta and we're going to close these gates, but you know, just understand that you have this power and wield it like responsibly because whatever future you write ultimately can be a reality. That's pretty much it. And then, and so they like go back to school and whatever that thing is that I didn't figure out in the beginning, they like write in the newspaper, they like write a column or something and they like solve that problem. I don't know what it is, okay. but um, that's kind of it. I really like, you, I'm sorry. No, that's it. I really like the, <clears throat> the, the setting to that, like a lot. Like I like the alternate universe, steampunk, Edgar Allan Poe, they find it. It's magical. The only thing that worries me is a third act. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah. But it feels more like Wrinkle in Time-esque where it might not hit the mark if, if done too, like, you have the power in you. And, like, the whole time you were saying that, now you can just change everything magically. Yeah. And it's that's, like, that's wow, exactly, that's so oh, not relatable. Why didn't you just tell me that in the beginning? And it's, like, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah, relatable. Yeah, that's and, yeah. and that's why yep. those movies flop because it's like, hey, my kid watched this. It was it really didn't do anything for any yeah. of us. Like, yeah. Um, I that's for me I'm like I love everything I was like okay yeah I can envision it already envision it I'm like I love even Walter Goggins as him oh that's mm-hmm. great they're going through this really cool universe that's not been done dark, it's, dark crystal I think too is kind of the, yeah, like, the vibe like all of that very stuff, Jim Henson-y yeah I love that that's like and you're right that is a void that hasn't been filled at all and I'm like that would be great I think the problem for me is like all of that is well and good but that third act right now for me is yeah, yeah. The third act for me is a little too, like I said, like wrinkle in time yeah. type movie where I'm like, so, ooh, that could fall flat pretty quickly, and everyone's gonna go, okay, come mm-hmm. on. It wasn't even like you didn't try, kind of right. thing. You can't just it can't just be right your way out of it. Yeah, it can't. Yep. It should be. She tries to, and it doesn't work. Yep. And it's like, yeah, that, that ain't how it works. And you're like, oh, okay, oh crap. What's really gonna be the ending? This is gonna mm-hmm. be interesting. Because I think a lot of movies, yeah, just use that um, yeah. as a scapegoat kind of. It's a crutch. It's a crutch. It's, too, it's too easy. Uh, what would be, I guess the question I would have is like, what would be a great ending? Because like, I think Hocus Pocus it's, has the perfect <clears throat> ending. It's like this beautiful false victory that they drag out for a while. It yeah. makes you, as a kid, you feel like you're in the denouement. You're like, they did it. And it, and it's not, I guess it's like pretty easy to lock them up and they burn them, you know? And you're like, all right. Like, I remember the first time I watched that. I'm like, I was pretty satisfied with that ending. I was like, okay, they won. They're, uh, he gets the girl. They're like, and I'm like, oh, but the book's still alive. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're back. And now it's like an epic battle again. You know, I feel like it needs that. It needs like, maybe they close the gates. They totally win. And again, it's not how that works. I think so. Bigger false victory. <clears throat> Bigger false victory. A better... Like the crutch doesn't work, but there's something else. I feel like I don't. I don't know what. Obviously, I mean, some kind um, of plant from the beginning. Yeah, that's more realistic and yeah. relatable. It, none of it's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's relatable. Yeah. Guns. More relatable. I want to say because a yeah. lot of these other yeah. ones use things that aren't relatable. I've noticed in kids' movies specifically that the third act is like you have this crazy power and it's an actual magical power, magical thing that's not relatable at all. And I'm like, yeah. why did they even use that? Because 
how kids are going to relate to that. Not only the, families, but again, kids. I'll, I'll is keep like, going back to it. But Hocus Pocus, yeah. he had to sacrifice himself for his sister. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't because that's how you win. It was because they just needed the time. Yep. You know, because there's a time clock on that one. And that, so that might be a great thing to use. It's just like there's straight up a time clock. Like if like the gates are of poetic close at X, X on Halloween. You yeah. Know, it's 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 the same. It's fucking hocus pocus. I don't want to rip it off too much. But but um, you 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 kind of came to this conclusion because of that. And there's a yeah. void in that genre and that specific story that is kind of classic. But, yeah, hasn't been re faced uh, re whatever um reskinned yeah so well maybe we'll we'll talk about the ending there i kind of <clears throat> i like the backdrop to it all right lot. cool i like the characters um so far but yeah i feel like the fun in games is really fun like i yeah, think all of those like it's little a lot of set pieces i think it's cool it's an expensive um, as hell movie it's yeah it's <laughs> that's why it's a risk too yeah it'd be fun to write though i think that like who yeah. cares not like we're gonna i picture it more like Coraline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think definitely like almost the Tim Burton esque like yeah you know, like that would be the the pinnacle if 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 this was like a Tim Burton movie, that's how I would see it. You okay. know, like just that kind of world how everybody has Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Um all right. I suck at endings. We need an ending. 